this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Box Office Breakdown. Information and commentary on weekly movie box office. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Box Office Breakdown. I'm glad to be here. This is Sarah Stretton, and I have today with me a very lovely special guest. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here every week, but yeah, try. I'm not talking oh, about sorry. you. I'm talking to the wonderful woman on your left. Yes. Yeah, don't bully me. I'm not. I'm not bullying. You haven't even started the show. <laughs> Miss Roxy Stryer, thank Hello. you for coming in. Do I look like Finstock? You're so much prettier. <laughs> I will take it, girl. I'm actually... The only bad part of this is I actually finally have a prop to throw at him, and he's not, he's here. not here. My dirty tissues, because I'm sick, because <sighs> of this horrible box office week. No. <laughs> and I would have thrown them at Finstock, but he's not here, and I won't be throwing anything at your lovely face. He wouldn't have minded because of your pigtails. He would have just taken it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would have argued with that. Yeah. <laughs> JT, are you um, ready for a show with two girls? Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. This is the first show without Finstock. Um, I've missed a few weeks because of work. Uh, you you missed a few weeks for your traveling, like Carmen mm-hmm. San Diego. Um, but Finstock, yeah, it's the first time he's not here, and I'm getting messages on my phone. Sorry, is it from Finstock? <laughs> Probably. No, it's not. He's it's having anxiety. Oh, somebody's saying sorry. They're going to miss Box Office Breakdown today. Aww. That's how good our fans are. We're really they're so- saying we're sorry. Oh, we're right. going to miss you too, fans. Erwin, <laughs> his name was Erwin. Also, before we get into this week's numbers and mm-hmm. our games and our lists and all of our normal stuff, also we might be getting a surprise phone call from Mr. Tom with his legendary game. We'll see about that, though. I want to thank some fans in particular for winning some stuff. Our Facebook winner, I'm ready for this name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is tough. Lingam. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mailed it. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. The Facebook. Um, guesses. Congratulations. Thomas Elvin was close to, I think, 600,000 off of the Mad Max yeah, total. Yeah, really so close. Really nice well job. Done. Yeah, all of us failed on Pits Perfect. We're all, I guess, best office losers. Uh, we'll get into that. We are. Well, we will get into those numbers. And finally, the big winner of this week. We have done some looking into this. And when I say we, I mean. Our fans have looked into who has won the most box mm-hmm. office breakdown predictions, and the winner is 
JTE. The man, the myth, the legend, set from Angel from Heaven. The one and only. Yes. Listen, G- I know a thing or two about movies. It's just something that's a fact, and uh, I'm glad we have scientific proof now. I'm just so happy how humble you've remained. I, I try to. I try to, and I, right. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, I, I really did. It's a hard thing. I mean, listen, Sarah, you know your movies. You work at a movie theater. I, I, um, I do know my movies. I think that my problem is I go with my heart. More than my my brain sometimes. That Whatever you want to be is yes. what you predict. Absolutely, I just try and will it. And <laughs> Finstock, you know, he's a mad genius. Uh, but you know, even he cheats. You think you think he cheats? Yes, because he <laughs> okay. can see the future. I or... think he actually plugs in numbers to box up a smojo. Oh, yeah. I think do. So? I think he cheats. Trust me, he wish he could be here with I you guys. I could see that. Oh my! I could see that. I just totally forgot. He gave me questions to ask you guys. Before, right at the top of the show, and I left in my back, so hold on. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm jumping Wait, are, off real quick. What kind of questions are there? I, I don't no, know if I, I want him to jump off. Oh, oh he's I jumping off like and taking things with him. He's taking down the I set. All right. Well, while <laughs> he's looking for questions, I will go through a quick run through just so you guys know what the top five is. The number one spot, this is the most, the thing we're probably going to talk the most about, went to Pitch Perfect. Two. We're back, pitches! Breaking in $70 million. (laughs) Totally stomped out the competition. Mad Max was only at... Was that forty four million? That yeah. I don't want to say only because that's really good. But taking in the second spot, making Avengers drop all the way down to number three with thirty eight, and then we get Hot Pursuit mm-hmm. at number four, bringing in only about five point seven million dollars. Mm, big drop off. And then I'm just gonna say that the number fifth spot goes to Furious Seven, <laughs> although technically that makes me lying because the fifth spot goes to another horrible movie that's tied <sighs> currently. Don't yeah. say it. I know Paul Blart. With I'm Furious sorry. Seven. Yeah, both of these movies came in with currently uh, three. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 0.6 million. We will get actuals and I'm just... Mm-hmm. I'm just praying... That certain movies don't have to be talked about ever again. How many weeks would this have been that they were in the top five? That Paul Blart was in the oh, top man, five. Oh man, since it's came out, fifth I don't think week. it ever it's dropped out of five. Week. It's Jeez. in its fifth oh. week. This is a movie that should, in my opinion, okay, I would have given it the first week. It had to happen. It should have been gone. Yeah. It should have been out of the top five within by week number two. Well, for a while, again, it's the only thing that is really out for kids. Yeah, Avengers is going to bring the kids in, but mm-hmm. this is only real full family-friendly film that's out there. And Home was actually doing really well for a while. True. And I think this is just kind of, you know, took that place of Home, which Home was in, God, how long was it in the top five for? Forever. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was I the mean, only kids movie out there. Right now, it's, in number, it's at number eight, and it's in its eighth week. So it still hasn't dropped that far, Home. That's, yeah. yeah, I know. Again, animated Animated movies. You want to make money in Hollywood? Make an animated movie. No, if you want to make it, if you want to make a movie in Hollywood, I guess make another singing mu- movie with Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Apparently, a cappella. I I like. I usually say on a show, I like to think I have my finger to the pulse of the people. I missed, <laughs> I, I did not get enough credit to the people of the acapella community because apparently people like singing. And JT also oh, never yeah. hasn't seen Pitch Perfect. I've never seen Pitch Perfect. Okay, yeah. well, he says all, he's a movie knower. Major character flaw. 
I'm telling you, you're going to like it. You're actually going Pitch, to enjoy it. That's what it. I hear from people. Which I, I wouldn't just say that if I was like, oh my God, I love this movie. You're actually going to enjoy it. I unfortunately haven't seen Pitch Perfect 2 yet. I absolutely will. And if I wasn't traveling this past week, I would have seen it the day that it came out. Because I love Pitch Perfect 1. I've seen it like 75 times. Is What is it about the movie that really makes it universal? Is it the comedy? Because I mean... Is it the music? What is it to you? If you had to put, put your finger on it. I do think a lot of it is the comedy because I think that it speaks to both genders, all age. Like, I just think it's one of the most funny, laugh out loud movies. And then the music is awesome. It's not like, oh my gosh, this is an Into the Woods or a Chicago or a musical kind of movie. But songs that you know, you love, that are on the radio, whatnot. It's kind of like, for the same reason, Glee was such a phenomenon. This became a huge hit. It's kind of like Happy Feet. Because uh, penguins are the movie, the, those penguins, no. those penguins gonna, are all I'm singing. I'm gonna go with no. No, hold on. The penguins in that movie are all singing well-known music, but well-known, well-known songs maybe, from famous artists. Okay, but filtered instead of through acapella through singing. So minus the penguins. penguins. Yeah. Minus the penguins, add in some Mean Girls and okay. throw in a shot of some like SNL. Or something. The, the comedy okay. has a big note. The girls' yeah. popularity struggle has a big note. So well, it's a ask, mixture of those things. Let me ask you this. Do you know who directed Happy Feet? No, no. I don't know who directed it. Uh, George Miller, the same man who directed our number two movie, mm. Mad Max. That in wow. radio is what you call Sigway. Honest to God, did not know that. <laughs> he directed Happy Feet 1 and 2. Also directed Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> Well, this guy has, has a range. Quite the arc. <laughs> I think that that's up. very impressive. That's even <laughs> more impressive than I thought that it was going to be. Thank you. And this guy's the one who started off with Road Warrior, Mad Max. Yeah. And somehow transitioned to these kids' movies and had a lot of success. And I'm so glad he's back in his roots because let's talk about the number two movie of the week. All right. So pitch us on Mad it. Mad Max Fairy Road. Listen, I've seen. I saw it again this weekend. I <laughs> saw it with Finstock last Monday in Beverly Hills. He went without me. He invited <laughs> Tom over me. That's is not that true. true. That's yeah. not Finstock invited himself before I could invite anybody. <laughs> so that is not a good defense. That, wow, what you just said did not justify at all. He also works right next to where the theater was at. Pretty so. girl. How many excuses? Finstock. So pretty girl. How would I be if I just backed out? Agreeing, somebody said, "Oh, sorry, I can't bring you. Sarah wants to go." Uh huh. He would have been like, "Oh yeah, totally. I would have taken Sarah over you too." He, <laughs> he said, said that, that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he said that on the show. Damn right. You yeah. know him so yeah. well. Yeah. All right, pitch us on Mad Max. Well, I mean, what's there to pitch on? Look at the reviews. Make the pitch rave perfect. Rave review. <laughs> Look at the rave reviews. Uh, I was raving about this movie for like two weeks, and everyone's like, oh, you're overhyping it a little bit. And then the reviews came out. Every single respected critic is saying masterpiece. Uh, One of the best action movies of all time. every single. 99%. Have, there you go. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Because our current amazing movie critic, Mr. Mance, is okay. not one of the people raving about this movie. So do not give out the 100%. Yeah. Well, it's at 99%. Scott, you know, listen, something... I, I don't know how to explain that. Right. <laughs> I would like to take a group of scientists and like put them in a room with a bunch of movies and try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing. It's not like... An, 
it might win some technical Oscars. I don't. It's not going to probably be not her best picture. It's not that kind of movie. When I say it's a masterpiece, it's a masterpiece in its genre. It's a masterpiece in action filmmaking. I like that you put and the word spectacle. probably in there. Probably won't be nominated for best picture. Listen, I have hope. I I hoped it would be number one this weekend, and I have hope it would be win the Oscar for something. I don't care what. It needs to be recognized. Something this good needs to be recognized, and it's being recognized by the critics. And obviously, listen, forty-four million for an R-rated movie to a sequel to a franchise that's over thirty years old right. is good numbers, especially when radar. I'm really glad that people are, in general, perceiving this well because I thought the trailer was so incredible. Oh, and if the so movie good. hadn't lived up to that, mm-hmm. it would have been just another example of how trailers can make you believe one thing about a movie that's complete crap. Um, but th- that's not what happened in this case. The trailer made us believe it was great, and then people who saw the movie thought it the same thing. On top of that, I think that when you look at the hype around this movie, it has had such good word of mouth mm-hmm. versus a different spin it could have had. If you look at movies like Jupiter Ascending, which got put through the gutter because people were saying there was problems on set mm-hmm. or there was problems between the actors and the directors. They were having to do all these reshoots. Mad Max had some of those issues as yep. well. Shot two years ago. And people aren't harping on that. That hasn't how their marketing team team has spun this. They've been throwing out words like Cirque du Soleil and practical effects and really pumping up Charlize mm-hmm. Theron. Like, they have done a really great job moving the focus. I don't know if it was how they brought their critics in, their choice of release, release when they allowed those critics' reviews to come out. But this is a movie who had the potential to have really bad word of mouth starting. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who lives in Hollywood and went to a screening last year. Because they do mm-hmm. these test screenings where people come in, they rate between like 1 and 10, what do you think of the movie? And then they had scheduled a Q&A afterwards to talk. It's a focus group. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend said they went and saw the movie. Everyone on the exit polls were giving it like 9 to, or 10 out of 10. And that's so the reviews were so good that they canceled the Q&A after the screening. Because huh. they realized, holy crap, we there's nothing to ask. It's testing like through the roof at right now. So when I hear stuff like that, I was like, they must have just been licking their chops and winning this thing. And let me tell you, I was at Comic Con when this thing premiered the trailer. Batman v Superman, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. These were all the trailers people wanted to see. When I left Hull H on the last day of Comic Con, I st- went to the Schmo Crew and I said the best thing I saw this weekend was Mad Max Fury Road trailer. And that kind of surprised everybody. It wasn't until weeks later when the trailer finally hit online. Everyone was like, wow, you were right. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It does look better than anything else we've seen. Well, um, Mad Max has had the ninth um, ninth place opening of the year with its $44.4 million. That is a, right above Taken 3 that had 39. Mm-hmm. And that's right above Kingsman, which had 36. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of predicting a similar trajectory as the King. Or I am. I'm predicting kind of a similar trajectory as the Kingman. Kingsman, yeah. How, how that went. We're going to probably see the same thing with Mad Max, but it has a really strong footing. It's coming right in below home. But let me say, the word of mouth and the rave reviews are really going to help it. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you think it will, in the end, make more than Pitch Perfect in the U.S.? In the U.S.? In the U.S. Because a lot of people I'm hearing that seen Pitch Perfect too, they enjoyed it, but not as much as the first one, whereas everyone that comes out of Mad Max is telling everyone and their mother to go see it. I think it might. I think that the bigger question would be if this movie did everything right and people are so into it, what could it have possibly done to open in front of Pitch Perfect this weekend? It it did everything right. So now I think it will be about word of mouth and people will start seeing it because it, it across the board, people love this movie. Mm-hmm. I 
I can't say that it's going to do better. Um, looking at Pitch Perfect, which has the fourth strongest opening of the mm-hmm. year at 70, the only movie that's it's close to that opening-wise is pretty much like Fifty Shades of Grey. And that had horrible word of mouth. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about the overseas because it's really well overseas. Yeah. And had a huge drop-off and still made $166 million. Mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect has the same strong opening, but it has better word of mouth. People still want to see it. They're going to come out, I think, pretty even. Like, Kingsman has made a total of 127, and that was on good word of mouth with, like, a a strong Mm -hmm. high 30s opening. I think we're probably going to see around 160, and we'll probably see... For both of them. Um, I think that's perfect. Could be a little bit higher. Interesting. Maybe, like, 180. Very interesting. I'm getting... This is why I love this show. I can't wait to see where this hat goes. Because I feel like... I I do think it's going to be very close. I think Mad Max is going to head some ground, mm-hmm. especially over this opening weekend. I just don't know if it's going to make enough ground to surpass it. Right. That's what I'm really curious to see. Like I said, a movie like this doesn't come around very often, and I'm hoping people respond to that. What I do want to mention is I'm not going to spend too much time this week talking about our other three, The Avengers. We're not going to really yeah. talk What's to say? about Pursuit or Fear 7 slash other movie. <laughs> um, yeah. But to mention, just to keep you guys looking at not only our weekly mm-hmm. box office numbers, but also at our yearly box office numbers, we are already at, like, for domestic totals, yeah. like 3.8. Um, and that's, I believe, in the billions. And versus last year at the and we were looking at like 10.8 in the year before that, like 10.9. Mm-hmm. We are going to see, I think, a much higher overall domestic total in this year's box office. We are at pretty much a third of what yeah. was made last year. But you're, and that sounds, at first, at first, at first hearing that, you think, oh, well, it's been over a third of the year. Maybe yeah, we're not yeah. doing as well. But we're still talking about Star Wars, Star Wars, Jurassic World, Ant Man, Fantastic Four, Terminator, Creed. All <laughs> you've got so many movies yeah. still coming. Mission Impossible. Out. We are seeing so much money going to be pumped into the box office this and year. Some right. of these movies that have come out so far this year have overperformed. Kingsman overperformed. Fast Seven hugely overperformed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, even people, no one was predicting seventy million for Pitch Perfect this weekend. Everyone's saying around the forty to fifty. So that overperformed. Mm-hmm. Right. If it stays like this, it's just going to destroy. I think that you're spot on with what you're saying. Uh, this past week, I was in New York Thank for you. Upfronts. No, I'm talking to Sarah, but you too, I guess. Um, and I went to the NCM Upfronts, and they were talking about how they could almost guarantee this year would do at least bigger than last year, the year before, the previous years, because what they're doing in the box office right now is blowing everything up. Everything is so inflated, and we are so much advanced from where we were last year or the year before that. As long as things go as predicted, it should be a no-brainer. And well, it's just also so interesting because half the movies that I just listed are guarantees. Right, there actually is no chance that they're not going to make a lot of money, even like, if they suck. Exactly, yeah. Jurassic World. Like these movies are bringing in mm-hmm. money. Versus when you looked the first two months of this year that we talked about, we had multiple movies just flop. Yeah. A lot of them were comedies, which was mm-hmm. why Pitch Perfect also was such a wild card because we were getting a list stars dropping like get hard on the top of the list didn't do well we're talking about black hat which had oh, hemsworth yeah. which destroyed failed mordecai yeah. johnny oh, depp yeah. olivia munn destroyed like now you have imdb blasting out their dvd yeah. still mm-hmm. because they that studio wants more money on that yeah so we had a 
when we talked about movies our first two months on box office breakdown this year it was like oh this movie's not just... making five million dollars and now we're talking about movies that are making five yeah. million dollars in a minute right it's the, insane the the movies that are really there's certain movies that, are, that ride the line where it could be a hit or it could be a flop mm-hmm. like but you look at movies like tomorrowland with george clooney we're going to talk about that because this is one of the movies coming out next week it's it could be a huge hit or it could be a mediocre hit but i don't think it's going to be a flop and then the week after that, you got The Rock in San Andreas. It's summertime. People like to see stuff explode and fall apart. I think that's going to do incredibly well. Exactly. I, th- I think they've been planning these small earthquakes in California. <laughs> yeah. The ones that keep happening every yeah. couple weeks. That's week. them? It's actually marketing. You didn't know that. Yeah. They have enough money to make that happen. Seriously. They really do. I'm actually seeing it tomorrow morning. Uh, so I'm curious to see. Oh, I'll, I'll Who are you, you taking as your date? <laughs> I got What's invited. I got invited this time oh, okay. by a Schmovillian. <laughs> so he's he's hooking me up, and uh, yeah, I'll let you know what I think. And if I if it's awesome, then yeah, I'll let then you know. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you well, know. I'll be like, this, that, sucks. It, this thing will, might not be a flop. We will leave that into our predictions and to our new movie yes. talk about. But let's go into international numbers real quick. Overseas, Pitch Perfect two grabbed an estimated twenty six point nine million. Mm-hmm. That's from twenty nine markets. Um, that's an early total of thirty eight point one million, including last week's grosses from Australia and oh. New Zealand. Already opened there. The worldwide total stands at one hundred and eight point four million, and. According to this, which would be Box Office Mojo, should soar past three hundred million. You know what's amazing about that is the budget I believe is estimated at twenty nine million. Oh so this is a big money earner. Yeah. Yes. Um, Good job, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Directorial it, debut or Mm, I don't actually it's her di- no, it's her I said it yeah. and I was like, wait. She, it sounded good coming out of your mouth. Though, yeah. so. <laughs> she co-produced and directed. And yeah, so I mean, listen, everything this money's making is just money in the bank right now. Yeah. All right. With a splashy premiere at Kane's at um, time co- to coincide with the global ron- launch. I can't talk because I am sick. <laughs> okay. I blame my cold and my congestion. <laughs> um, Fury Road opened to an outstanding 65 million overseas from 68 markets. I feel like we're getting some really parallel numbers yeah. here. For a global debut of 109.4 million, the new Mad Max is set to open in Japan on June 20th, um, but no date has been secured for China yet. Oh, Does Genstock do that? Yeah, they got it. He did that. that. I mean, first of all, let's just point out that while Mad Max was number two mm-hmm. in the U.S., it was number one across the world. That makes me very happy. <laughs> it was only by one million, but it still beat Pitch mm-hmm. Perfect. Does that make you but proud or not it, proud to it, be an American? <laughs> it's, it's a mix, I'll tell you. Uh, but I am glad about this because, listen, Fury Road, like Pitch Perfect made cost 29 million this was like anywhere from 150 to 108 million to make free road so i'm i just want to make his money back because yeah. i want movies like this to be rewarded it will make its money it's back. a big chance it will and that's why i'm like so happy to see it's at 109 already because if, if it was i'd be very sad all right <laughs> the big news for avengers age of ultron is guess what it opened in China. Um, that began on Tuesday. The six-day start brought in an incredible haul of $156.3 million. That's in six days. China, $156 million, bringing the international total to $770.5 million and crossing the billion-dollar mark for the worldwide gross. Wow. 1.14 billion Avengers. You are also in the billion-dollar club. When we yeah. are talking about that much money, I can't even picture what... Like, that movie has done so 
well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you could, it could stop, nobody could see it again after tomorrow, and it still would have done incredibly well. Yes, to help you with that, to place it for you, is the eighth highest grossing film of all time and has plenty of business left. Like, it just opened in China this week, so we still have more room. Um, And its final market will be Japan in July, and it's possible that it could reach $1.5 and it's also possible that it could edge out the $1.52 of the first Avengers. So we will have to see how it stacks up. But congratulations to a movie that definitely made its money back. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the Marvel property. I'm really curious to see how Ant-Man's going to do. Because it is Marvel. And anything Marvel, anything with the Marvel logo is guaranteed to be a hit. But is it going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy type hit? I don't know. It's, it's the jury's out on that. And I'm just really curious. Because, I mean, Paul Rudd is like the only really famous person in that movie. I mean, Michael Douglas is a side character. He's not got the kind of star pull you would get from, like, people don't run out of China to see Michael Douglas in a movie. Yeah, I got to see an exclusive Ant-Man little thing when oh, I was at the upfront. Just a little thing? Okay. Yeah, and oh, oh my gosh, I think that it's going to be really good. I've actually really? heard positive things. I think that people... I, the immediate reaction is to kind of go, really? But they've been pushing that this has a lot of story behind it right. and is directed really well. It seems that we have a caller. I have an inkling who it might be, <laughs> but maybe we should check that out. What? Hello? 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 <laughs> hey, what's who up, is Finstock? this? <laughs> hey, this is, this it's is, Tom. This is Tom Dagnino. <laughs> Sorry, I said Finstock. I apologize. Is it? <laughs> I can't let Can it go. Can you prove hey. that? Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hello. I'm in New York. I'm in I'm in New York right now. I know. I'm uh, working on a. I'm working on the on the aqueduct. That uh, remember you remember in Die Hard three that Honda's cousin was working on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, yeah, that's where I'm, I am right now. <laughs> it does sound kind of echoey. Uh, Sarah's yeah, sick, by the way. I, so if you hear any, I was going to say I noticed. I noticed her her voice sounded different. That's for sure. I'm sick. Boy. Uh, uh, I'll be back Wednesday to take care of everybody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, that. Are you not. calling to yeah. annoy us or to do something productive? Well, a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> did you did you did you guys answer my question in the front? In oh the no no. You show? know what happened? I left the question in my bag and I had to run out of my seat to go grab it. But I have it right here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> What's okay. the question? Hold on. No. It is. It's on a folded piece of paper. Uh, this is what Finstock gave me. Oh. Have you read it? Do you know no. what this says? Said, oh. You haven't opened it? Promises box office related, so let me see. Have Roxy and Sarah ever made out whether on purpose or by accident? Okay, that's not. <laughs> yeah, that I'm is gonna not, that's not box <laughs> that office. That is not related. box office. Come on, man. You really didn't open it? <laughs> I did. Oh, I, yeah. I would have uh, opened it if I were you. You said questions. It was the only question on there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I took everyone out of the room off, because that's the only real... <laughs> is this an after-hour show? Because I don't think so. Wow. Right. <laughs> no, so I, no I, was, I, was in, I was in New York at Roxy. We've seen each other. Yeah, we were. Oh, you we did? did? Wait, yeah. you hung out with Finstock? Yeah, I got to hang out with Finstock. It was nice. You got to meet some of my friends from back home. Yeah, it was really fun. I, and then she was telling me her and her friends went and seen Chocolate City. Chocolate City? Is that a... Uh, that's like the yeah, Magic like, Mike, but... Like the, it's like the African-American version of Ma- uh, Magic oh, Mike. Oh, you went and saw it? No, we, we <laughs> oh. didn't. I'm not even going to play along with this game. We didn't go. It's not what I did uh, when I was in New York. Now, we were before we get into the nat- international title game, uh, me and JTE did see Mad Max. It was, it was yes. incredible. We've so, already been uh, over and that. Then we, and then we had something crazy happen afterwards oh, I didn't tell you with Tom this. Penn and Charlie Theron. 
Yeah, it was in Beverly Hills. JT, you want to elaborate? Yeah, and I remember because it was like 20 minutes into the movie, and it was 3D, so we're watching with 3D glasses, mm-hmm. and you like nudging me, and you're like, look who just walked in. You know how they didn't come and sit down? It was almost like they just wanted to see how the audience were reacting to the movie. I was like, it's Charlie Theron. And you're like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, she must have just seen, trying to see like what the reaction is. Yeah, gauge an audience. And then there was somebody with her, and I wasn't sure if it was Sean Penn, but you were like confident right off the bat. He was like, that's Sean Penn. I was like, how do you know? He goes, Charlie. Mm-hmm. He's like, Charlie's does not leave the house unless Sean Penn's with her. <laughs> and I was like, right. oh. I was like, okay. I'm going to so, disagree with that. Yeah, I also disagree. But literally two minutes later, they left. And then, go ahead, Vince. Like, after we left, it kind of got crazy. We, we took off. I guess they stayed for a little while longer. We got out of there and we see them walking. And Sean, there was a lot of paparazzi and stuff like that. So as we make the corner uh, turn, we notice that he like kind of yanks Charlize across the way. I'm like, wow, that was pretty forceful. I mean, maybe he didn't like a performance. Maybe something was going on. <laughs> I thought they were just so trying to get away from the photographers, though. I didn't think that. <laughs> Correct. So me and JT were like, you know what, well, let's go see what's up. He was like, look, either way, we're going to get our ass kicked if we interfere. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's pretty much the case. So as we went around and see, uh, saw them around the corner, he was forcefully like kissing her, but it was passionate. Yeah, and uh, he gave us like a little side eye. Is he lying? JT, look me in the eyes and tell. He literally pushed her around a corner like they were trying to get away from paparazzi. It was it's at Century City Mall, Beverly Hills. You know how like once you walk out, there's like the escalator. Yeah, but like and you go down, you just like walk out towards like uh, Santa Santa Monica Boulevard. Okay, there's just literally a corner. There's not even there's literally not even a store there. It's just like a corner of concrete. It's like a dark corner, and he just kind of pushed her over. And we tried not to make eye contact because we figured, you know, they're trying to get away from people and they're just making out in the corner. Like it made him hot and heavy to watch her and that. Listen, they probably do that every chance he gets. (laughs) I I would do it every every single second. I don't know if I believe this story, so I'm just going to say let's go to the international numbers game, please. Thank you. Break out the Rosetta Stone because it's time for the international title game. Every time. I know. Every time. It's amazing. Did JT do his thing? Of course. <laughs> of course I did. All right, please. <laughs> are, what are we playing today? Are we picking the false or the true? It's it. You're going to have to pick the false one. Okay. All right, perfect. let's get going. These are all coming from my favorite place, China. And JT, <laughs> I disagree with you. I really believe that they do go, they go see movies in China because of Michael Douglas. Because <laughs> of Black Rain? Correct. The really and everybody, and, and since the Marvel thing, it's also, uh, there's going to be a lot of kids named Hulk hanging out in China soon within the next 10 years. Hulk Wang. Okay, anyway, <laughs> that being said, here we go. Pick the false one, all from China. Okay. Um, naked Gun, two mm. and a half. Okay, I see. Smell of fear. A man standing on a bullet. Okay. Okay. That's that the, was that's, the, that's the that cover. was the one sheet. That yeah. was the one sheet. That was the cover okay. of the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Fear <laughs> and loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Las Vegas graffiti. Okay. Not American graffiti. Las Vegas, Las Vegas graffiti. Okay. Graffiti. Okay. Hot shots. Machine fly. Fake devil story. Oof. Schwarzenegger's not in that one, so that one's confusing. Yeah, but Stallone is also called the Devil there too. Yeah, well, he was in Hot Shots. <laughs> yeah, but it says Fake Devil. Oh, the, oh, is it Hot Shots Part Two? No, Hot Shots Part One. Oh, okay, all right. 
and New Jack City. Oh, great movie. With Ice-T and Judd Nelson yeah, and Wesley Snipes. Mario Van Peebles. Life is hot in Cracktown. Mm. Life is hot in Cracktown. <laughs> I was going to use the Hot Pursuit one, which is called Spicy Larry, but uh, <laughs> I lent it to Mark for AMC. It was really funny. But anyway, let's right. go again. Let's just run through them real quick. 22 and a half. A tough one. Smell of fear. A man standing on a bullet. Okay. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Las Vegas graffiti. Hot shots. Machine fly. Fake devil story. New Jack City. Life is hot in Cracktown. Hmm. Okay, so the only one I believe is the first one. So since I'm always wrong, <laughs> I'm going to guess the first one is a lie. Because <laughs> that's how I play this game. I'm going between one and four, and I'm really having trouble trying to figure this out. Well, I picked one. I'm going to go with four then. Because uh, <laughs> it just, it just, I don't think those words translate quite the same. New Jack City life yeah. is hot in Cracktown? Yeah. Cracktown <laughs> kind of threw me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with three. The hot shots. The hot shots. Oh, machine. Fly fake devil story. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got to ask engineer. What are we looking at here, buddy? I'm thinking fear and loathing. Oh, oh good. jeez. Oh, wow. Across. Someone so is. Someone what? is going to Someone's win. Going to be right. Someone's going to be right. It's right. And the right person is Roxy. No. Woo! What? Yes. Wow, well done. I'm really happy you won. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you. Machine, Honestly, this means a lot to me. Machine, it's machine fly story. I threw in fake devil. Fake Ooh. devil, yeah. That was a curveball. It's because we spent time together yeah. in New York. I'm really starting to understand you. <laughs> she did yeah, predict exactly. things you were saying. She really does understand me. Really we had a really you. long, thorough <laughs> talk. Thank you for so. calling and playing the game, and I hope you enjoy New York and whatever you're doing. Yeah. You come back next I'm week? Actually- yeah, I'll be back next. I'll be back on Wednesday. I am actually at City Field in about twenty minutes, right after the Aqueduct stuff, and I'm going to see. I'm gonna, I'm going to be in the front row for Harvey night. So if anybody's watching the Met game, uh, you know, wanted to watch it, and you'll definitely see me on there. I'll have a Met hat on, and I'll probably, I probably have my shirt off. Okay, keep <laughs> that it means people will be turning off their toes. Life is hot and cracked yeah. down. Yes. All right. Yeah, life, life is hot. And down. <laughs> I was going to give my top five real quick before you guys do it. Is oh that yeah. Cool or no? Please yeah, do. Yeah, please. Okay. I like to hear. All right, this. real quick. I mean, Pitch Perfect is absolutely crazy. That's tons of money. Um, I'm going to go Tomorrowland one. Okay. I'm going to go Pitch Perfect two. Poltergeist three. No way. Okay. <laughs> Mad Max 4 oh, you're and insane. Avengers 5. Wow. Okay. I okay. disagree with you, right. as usual. I, I can All see right. it. Um, thank you. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank All you guys. right. I'll be, by, I'll be by your house, guys. I'll find land Perfect. Right. <laughs> Later, Tom. All right. Let's get into our top five list for the week. Yes. And we are going to be focusing on the very talented Miss Anna Kendrick. Yeah. We've talked about her in the past because of, um, what was that? Into the Woods. She's I think we talked about her. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. an actress. <laughs> but uh, she's very versatile. Like, and I, somebody corrected me after one of our episodes. She started off in, like, Broadway and stuff like that. Apparently that's what they're telling me. They, she started off in theater, and I mean I'm not singing. surprised she's I didn't know a that. theater artist. Yeah, but I think that I'm just gonna go with let's go with her list. I can't focus on exactly where she started because yeah, I don't that's what know. Somebody told me, and I was a little shocked. But all right, awesome. Overall, as an actress, I feel 
about her that I don't appreciate her voice as much as other people appreciate her voice. I know that she has a really big following. I think she's a really quirky, fun actress. Um, And and that's how I feel. So sometimes, like, last five years when I don't feel like she lives up to what I need her to. um, As far as singing. Yes, as far as singing goes. But I think she's a knockout actress. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I think she's very talented. We're going to get into our top five grossing movies list for Anna Kendrick. Please keep in mind that we will not be including the Twilight movies. We don't really include these movies or any other superhero giant franchise films in these type of lists because they end up taking up the whole thing and we talk about them enough. And we're trying to forget the Twilight movies ever happened. (laughs) And JTE is trying to forget the Twilight movies. Are you guys Twilight fans? They're fantastic comedies. I have never seen a Twilight movie. That is true. Yeah, I've never seen one either, so... God bless I think America. they're funny. I've seen them. all though. All right, let's go with number five, which is what to expect when. Ex- I think it's when you're expecting. I've written it's here when expecting, and that was forty-one point one million dollars. I believe this movie came out in two thousand twelve. I can't remember anything about this movie. Can this you guys refresh my memory? Book. This was a book okay. that all expecting mothers used to read. They based um, a movie on that book. Yes, I thought that was like a. Yes, that's what happened. It made forty-one million dollars I think that if you're gonna choice. buy a book called what to expect when you're expecting then you're gonna also go see the movie but and it, so it kind of just had a built-in audience that book didn't tell a story it was like information it's like no. how to put together a bed or something it, but it, it, this movie also incorporated it had like Cameron Diaz in it okay. it had Is that Jennifer too? Lopez that's right I remember this now it had um, some Matthew Morris mm-hmm. if it had yeah it's so not, it's not based on the book it's just named after the book it's inspired it's about, by inspired by okay there by. you go I can, I can buy that it wasn't an informational movie it wasn't like okay. when your child is coming <laughs> here is what to do although an instructional movie by Cameron Diaz <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez on, on babies would be quite the beginning funny. would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> Why the beginning? Because that's the baby making. All right, let's go. To- <laughs> so you're talking about a porn now. That's what... Uh, we're, we're talking about an informational... I, ple- I, ple- I, plead, I plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about... Instructional. 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 All right, number anyway. four going to Paranorman. Yes. $56 million. You say yes because you have seen it, because I, you like it, because I saw it, why? And I really liked it. I uh, was much. I love. I can't remember the name of the studio that does it. It's lack. It's something with an L. I honestly can't remember. But they make. They do all these movies. What else have they've done? They did um, Caroline, mm-hmm. and um, I think the last one was it Box Caroline Trolls. Or Coraline? Coraline. Coraline. No, you're right. Coraline. Yeah. <laughs> they did Box Trolls, which came out last year. Uh, I really like Paranorman. It was a really good zombie fun movie, and actually. The ending actually had a lot of depth to it, mm. and it was like actually kind of moving. It had really good reviews. Yeah, it yeah, had really good reviews. And it was kid friendly, correct? So couldn't you? No, it's definitely kid friendly. Yeah, but it, that's why the whole movie was very kid friendly, and then at the very ending, it got a little, a little dark for a kids' movie, in my opinion. And I like that. I like when a kids' movie's not afraid to go a little dark. It can't go any darker than Lion King. That's one of the darkest movies of all time. <laughs> or Dumbo. Yeah, that's true. Or Bambi. Or Bambi. Bambi. <laughs> Bambi does it for me. Yeah, those are the. That's why. Those, that's why those are the classics. Yeah, yeah. not afraid to get a little dark. All right. Well, number four and number five on this list so far. I don't really picture it as Anna Kendrick movies. They're sure. on her list, but this number three, of course, is Pitch mm-hmm. Perfect, and this is very much the Anna Kendrick movie. Yep. Seven. D million dollars. Um, this is the first one we're talking about, and that was total gross. You might get confused because that's what number two opened to. Um, so Pitch Perfect, when it came out, really big for Anna Kendrick. Yep. She was, you know, the 
kind of angsty college student forced mm-hmm. into this club because of her more or less her father of course she ends up loving it and they have such good friends and comedy Cass, oh, and singing let me ask you a question about this movie because obviously it did really good 70 million is good for that movie mm-hmm. I think the budget was probably around the same the sequel is going for around 29 million mm-hmm. um, the f- sequel you saw it I didn't see it Roxy you were busy you didn't right. see it I have seen it you have yes. seen it what how different is the sequel to the first one? Is it just basically like some people said Austin Powers did this? Like mm. part one was just part two, but a different way. Hangover one, Hangover two. I mean, same concept. No, just... Hangover one was great. Hangover, well, hangover two was gr- not. No, I totally agree. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, is this feel? Is it doing something different? Or is it really just kind of remaking the first movie with the okay. two? Okay, elements that are the same. You are dealing with pretty much the almost the exact same group of girls. Okay. They are still an acapella group. Mm-hmm. They are still singing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, you do have that same genre of comedy mm-hmm. going on. They do try and throw a lot of other elements into it to make it bigger instead of just the national acapella competition. It is now it's the international acapella it's competition. Like Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, they're mm-hmm. playing in high school. Mighty Ducks, they go to Olympics. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think that about Mighty Ducks. No, I love Mighty Ducks yeah. 1 and 2, but I'm just saying that's what it was. It's like, all you right, know, they throw in the spice of like certain people wanting more out of yeah. life. They throw in the spice of adding new people. They do add in more elements. I found this movie, I found Pitch Perfect 2 really funny. I liked of course the singing it's extremely predictable i think you okay. walk into that movie expecting that though so it doesn't come as a shocker is Haley steinfeld who enters the she's in the sequel she is, is she kind sequel. of like the anna kendrick role in this movie um no <laughs> that's um, a great one. Uh, no. <laughs> fair enough no. she you have to see this okay. movie because it's really hard to talk about without giving away gotcha. any okay. spoilers um it, it's good. It's fun. Okay. My audience was laughing out loud. You're not also going into this movie being like, this is going to be nominated for Oscars. Yeah, of course, of course. This is a truly moving experience. No, it's just a you fun time. knowing what you're expecting, knowing what's going to happen. Right. To contradict myself a little bit, though, this Pitch Perfect 1 is one of my favorite of Anna Kendrick's performances. And yes, she's singing in it, but she's so endearing in this movie that I just okay. think it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love this movie. I love, love her in it. I will, we all know and I think I can do the cup dance you're not alone uh, and <laughs> full performance by Roxy I can do the whole this. thing I learned at camp can you do it on, we'll do it on Periscope yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll Periscope, Periscope it, it. Uh, let's go to number two because this is my favorite movie on the list up into up into the air up in the air up into the air is that what Superman does up into the air <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> up up into. Am I wrong? No, no, is it not up, up, in, up, in, the up in the air? Up in the air. Someone wrote on my Listen, thing. Up into the air. I wrote this. It was like midnight. I was Two. watching Godzilla while doing. My attention was not fully on my typing. Oh, <laughs> I apologize. Goodness. Hopefully your numbers are correct. It's eighty three point <laughs> eight million dollars, yep. um, and has a huge following. Love this movie. George Clooney, um, directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, I think nominated. it was nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated. Jason was nominated. George was nominated. Yep. Anna Kendrick was nominated. That's right, yeah. Um, it, so I think it had six nominations. And it also won screenplay for Golden Globe. Oh, such a good movie. I did not remember that this one was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. I actually brought was. that up. I I knew... Th- I remember it being mentioned at the Golden Globes. I kind of remember mm-hmm. the acting about it. I did not think he got a Best Picture nomination. Right. I'm not saying it didn't deserve it. I'm just... For me, that's surprising. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great movie. And Jason Reitman was coming off, I think this was right after Juno? Was this his follow-up to Juno? Yes, it was. Uh-huh. And then what, after this was Young Adult. What, this was in 2010? So Juno was in yeah, 2009? Is, or... Well, his first film was Thank You for Smoking. Right. His second film was Juno. His third film was Up in the Air. So he was writing off that kind What's of Oscar favorite? buzz. What was the chil- men, Up children, girls, children, men? This That's year. the one that came out yeah, yeah, recently. That which didn't I heard, do that well. Yeah. Men and women and children and kids. And, and, he also, and also your parents. He also <laughs> did a movie. Too many words in a title about family. <laughs> he did a Kate Winslet, Josh Brolin movie that came out Ooh, last year too. Which, Labor Day yeah, or something. Which just, just, just I liked yeah. it. Uh, you're the <laughs> only person I've I ever heard person. say that. I really I liked Young Adult. I thought Young Adult was great, and uh, but since then he's just for me he hasn't lived up to it. But Up in the Air to me is his best film. Um, I think George Clooney's great in it, and I think Anna Kendrick. And this is really where Anna Kendrick came onto my map. Mm. I didn't really know her. I mm. think Pitch, Pitch Perfect was after that anyway. But she does some smaller stuff before, but to, like Twilight, like we mentioned earlier. I was like, oh, the girl from Twilight. Okay, I'm only that's that's how they were kind of talking. That's how they sold it when I heard yes. Up in the Air. It's like, oh, the girl from Twilight's in Up in the Air. I was like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll see how it is. And I was like, oh my god, she's great. Yeah, here's how I gauge things. My little sister remembers nobody's name as an actor, actress. So if she actually starts to know somebody's <sighs> name, I know that they are a big celebrity, and she knows who Anna Kendrick is. So Anna oh. Kendrick has made it. Into the the celebrity world. (laughs) And that's probably why she got Into the Woods, which is the number one movie on this list with 128 million taking the top spot. Of course, she was surrounded by huge actors. Huge actors. Huge nominated. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe she got nominated. Meryl Streep. We have Anna Kendrick joined this. We have Emily Blunt. It was huge for her. Disney, Disney, dark musical. Um, she what? took on Cinderella, of course. This was oh, also, she was Cinderella now. She was okay. Cinderella on it, which is very interesting because obviously Disney also made yeah, Cinderella, a whole yeah. Cinderella film <laughs> just a couple months later. Um, a very also, different she version. got brought in in character at mm-hmm. this year's Oscars mm-hmm. as the Cinderella as part of the intro. Oh, I forgot. She, you know, really being mm-hmm. pulled into the A-lister world. Right. She's big. She's really mm-hmm. big. And I have a feeling that within the next... 10 years, maybe none of these movies will even be in her top five anymore. I think she's just going to keep getting bigger and well, bigger. The one thing I'm surprised on look at this list, like Into the Woods being a Disney musical coming out around Christmas, I'm surprised they make more than this because uh, I think the reviews were a little mixed. Did you guys see it? I know you, I guys, I know you guys saw it. I remember I talked to you about this. The, the thing is, I love the story. I love Into the Woods. Yeah, people love the source material. Right. But di- maybe it didn't transition as well into the movie, and it's that's also, why it is I do, but view it as a darker film right okay um i think that for musical lovers it had and for disney lovers it's going to bring in a lot of people especially because the actors mm-hmm. but it's m- not as much i could convince someone to go on a date with me to it mm-hmm. i also don't think i would take kids to it gotcha um as much as movies that came out like when cinderella came out a couple months mm-hmm. later and that kind of ellipsed it for me mm-hmm. well i think pitch perfect 2 will be the new number one when all said and done right I really think it will, too. It's going to make over 128 for sure. Agreed. Well, let's get into our upcoming films, what we have coming out soon. The first on this list, I have so many questions about. That would be (laughs) Tomorrowland. Okay. Bringing up, we just talked about George Clooney starring in this. We also have, what's her name, Robertson, who is a huge rising star. She is going to be the next America Sweetheart, I think. Um, Tomorrowland. Erg, my gut just doesn't go with this one. I'm not saying it's not going to bring in money because it's Disney, so it will. But 
I just don't know if it looks good. Is I it mostly know. about the trailer for you? I don't like the trailer. Really? Um, I'm just really not interested. You might actually like this movie more because it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. Reviews that came out yesterday, or today actually, and people are giving it everything from disappointing to really good. Uh-huh. Um, it's all over the board. Nothing. There doesn't seem to be like... Right. No one seems to be in the middle. You're on one side or the other. Um, it's George Clooney. Uh, it is Disney. I think the trailers are actually hurting the movie because the trailers, to me, actually look really good. They're playing the whole mystery. The first teaser trailer of this movie was pretty great. She picks up the, the pen. pen. Yeah. Uh, Do not like that? I, I liked it at the time, but mm-hmm. it didn't hold up for me. The more times I watched it, I was like, wait a second. This is... Okay. And then all of a sudden, we're in a different place. Mm-hmm. I've been very interested. This movie's been on my radar for a long time. Um, I'm, I was a big Under the Dome fan. She's in the... I love George. I, uh-huh. And I love actually Disneyland, like going there. I'm a huge Disney girl. Okay. So this play, this movie is right up my alley. I'll see it even if people say it sucks. That's the kind of into this yeah. movie I am. But I am with you, Sarah, that I'm not sure how good it's going to be. I have heard very mixed things. Has anybody gone to the Tomorrowland exhibit at Disneyland? Like, no. The exhibit or just been to Tomorrowland in general? <laughs> they, have, they have a preview screening that's about 10, 15 minutes that shows George Clooney's character as a boy and how the whole land is oh, created. No. And then they have a display with behind-the-scenes interviews with Brad Bird, some of the cast, as well as some props. Then oh. my answer is no, I have not been to that. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. it. It made my interest jump way, way up. That's because I, you know, I've talked to some people that have seen this movie, and most of the word I'm getting is disappointed, doesn't live up to the potential. How how do I watch this movie while being on Space Mountain? <laughs> how do I do that? Yeah, it's, called, that pir- it's called piracy. <laughs> Download it, bring your laptop. Um, Don't get caught. Here's here's where I think from people I talk to, the, di- the disappointment comes in Brad Bird because mm-hmm. a lot is on his shoulders. Because we're talking about the guy did Incredibles. Yeah, uh, he's huge from Pixar, and then he went and he absolutely crushed it with Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. A lot of people said that was the best Mission Impossible movie of the whole series, and I kind of tend to agree. You do. So mm-hmm. when when you you're coming off a huge hit like that, you want to keep the ball rolling, and if it doesn't quite live up to expectations, it's going to be a hit for Brad Bird. Yeah, I just I I guess I'm going to wait probably two weeks and then I'll see this one, but I'm just not excited for it. Can't mm-hmm. say I am. Um, versus the next movie on this list, I think a lot of people are excited no, for. Really? You think a lot of people are excited for this movie? For yes. Poltergeist? I, I, do, I have to, not people I'm hanging out with. <laughs> I'm getting buzzed. It, really? Yeah, because of the whole clown and the what are you afraid of but and all I, that. People are. Here's the thing. It's such a, it looks like a lazy remake of the original movie. If you're going to remake something like, which a lot of people say basically Spielberg directed the first mm. Poltergeist, even though it's Tom Hooper. It's it's a pretty well known fact that Spielberg basically took over that production. Mm-hmm. That movie still holds up and it's fantastic. And I nothing in this trailer looks like it's. If you're gonna make a movie, at least make it different enough or try to up the ante. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get any of that from this trailer. It's the same thing. The clown even looks. Here's a, here's why I love about the original film. Spielberg took a regular looking clown that looked happy and made it creepy as hell by trying to come to life and kill this kid. Right. And the remake, they make the clown look evil. Mm-hmm. They put shadow under his eyes. They make him like almost have look like he has fangs. It's like, yeah, that looks like an evil clown. What Spielberg did in the first one is he just took a regular clown and made it scary. Well, I think this is going to be a little different. By no means was that by me saying that people are excited about this. Am I saying I think this movie's going to be amazing? Oh no, no, I hear you saying that. I I hear a lot of buzz. I think it's going to get some decent numbers. I also don't think that 
this is just my personal opinion, that necessarily quality has is translated for horror. That's with a good numbers. Point. That's a very good um, point. It's very different into horror survives on one low budgets, mm-hmm. right? Two very strong opening weekends. They expect huge drop offs, mm-hmm. but you can. I'm going to always reference Ouija, which took over the box office for like a month, even though it had like the worst reviews on Rotten Tomatoes almost imaginable. The problem with this, though, is even if it does pretty well, it's going to take a hit because it's opening up the same weekend as Human Centipede. And people, if this is is selling out, they're just going to go see something else because horror is horror. Like you're saying, I don't think they really care that much about quality, even though the fact that there have been three human centipedes <laughs> well, makes me want to jump. Here's the thing also, when you open Ouija in like January or February, whenever it came out, it came out when it, it came did out not last come, fall? It came out in last fall. What, it was like September, October? Or something like that. Probably around there. September, October is not a strong month for, and then you're around, you got the Halloween crowd coming in. To really smooth like Poltergeist amongst Tomorrowland, Avengers, um, Pitch Perfect 2, <laughs> Mad Max, which is getting rave reviews. I just don't see enough room for it. If they released this a couple months earlier, I would actually give it a much b- better total. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm also not sure it's in the best um, opening month for it. Yeah, I think it's a terrible month for it. They should. This is like end of August, right when like the summer's dying down. You're trying to grab a few extra dollars. That's on. I would have released this movie. It, yeah, if it was a sequel, I almost wish they would have done a straight up sequel instead of a remake. It was just like Poltergeist to reimagining or something. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Well, looking at other things, it can range from everything like Paranormal Activity 2 opened last mm-hmm. or in 2010 to like 40 million mm-hmm. versus like you had the remake of Carrie opening to way less. And that also yeah. had big name actors and actresses in it. So, you never Well, the thing really... is, it's funny because Paranormal is a franchise. Poltergeist, a lot like Mad Max, is movies 25, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's the last time a Poltergeist movie actually came out. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like kids these days probably don't even know the original that well. So they might not know the original, but that might push them to see it because Poltergeist has a huge name. It has okay. the, you should see this as a classic. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a whole generation who wasn't really introduced to Poltergeist when and mm-hmm. had that scare factor that everyone else had. That this is their chance to kind of get in the loop a little bit more. Oh, please. Um, so if, you're, if you're a parent, has... go rent the original and let your kid watch the original. Um, I, 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 <laughs> How I, old are their kids? I don't know. He's saying that because he's a film lover. And I like... am. It's tough for me to divorce that part. The thing is, the trailer is just... Listen, when you when I hear Poltergeist remake, I wasn't exactly like, oh, don't make this mm-hmm. movie. The original is too good. I say that now because I've seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. And nothing about that trailer excites me. How many times are these horror movies going to have somebody on the floor or on their bed and just violently get dragged out by a ghost? Yeah. It's in every horror movie trailer now. So like, but it's oh. also in some great horror movies. It's, it was in Paranormal Activity. I feel like that's when it started it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like every horror movie feels like it needs to do that to let you know it's going to be like that. I don't know. It's just, some of these. That's my problem with horror movies in general. It's just same stuff over and over. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting off subject. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also coming out just to mention is... Roxy mentioned the human centipede. We're going to rip that into the horror. So the last one we're going to put on the list is Aloft, which I have not heard a lot about. It's a little bit confusing when you go on IMDb. It doesn't list it as 2015. It's like right listed as like 2014. Oh, might have hit the festivals. Um, So it does have, it seems to have good critical response, but 
I haven't been hearing a ton about it. Have you guys been seeing any marketing or? Very little. Just, I know Jennifer Connelly starring mm-hmm. in it and she's one of the most beautiful humans in the world. Right. I love her and yeah. I don't know much about this movie. I probably will see it in three weeks. I, for me, it's a Netflix. Yeah. I'll catch out when it hits Netflix. Yeah, because in three weeks there's going to be more stuff. I feel like I'm going to forget about it by the time it hits Netflix. (laughs) I'm sorry. I probably will. I'm probably going to be like, was this movie made 10 years ago? Like, (laughs) she doesn't age, so who knows when her movies actually take place. Unless it's awesome and people start talking about it being awesome. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's going to take a little bit. You know, it's smart to release some of these smaller indie films during the summer because sometimes, maybe not yet, but like July and they August, pick up the buzz. you're just going to, well, you're going to get burnt out from explosions and every once in a while there's that one indie film that kind of breaks out during the summer. Right. Like Ex Machia kind of did it a little bit right around Fast 7, but it, was, it kind of got the jump before the summer. You finally got the pronunciation. Ex Machia, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> no, bad. Okay, he got it wrong. <laughs> Is it wrong? Ex Machia. Machina. He's forgetting the end. Almost. I heard it. I thought I heard it. You were hoping. Wishful thinking. (laughs) All right, that concludes our upcoming films, so we need to now incorporate those into our predictions. Let's reiterate, of course, we have Mr. Tom's predictions, who he gave to us a couple minutes ago in case you missed it. Um, it he had thank you, he had number one going to Tomorrowland, number two going to Pitch Pitch Perfect, then Poltergeist, then Mad Max, and then finally rounding off the top five is going to be Avengers. This, again, was Tom's list. I know that now, guess who I'm going to pass it to? Roxy. No. I I do not have my list. I do have my list. Roxy. I thought Roxy wanted to go last, but I will will pass it to Roxy. I'm number one tomorrow, number two, Mad Max, number three, Pitch Perfect, number four, Poltergeist, and number five, Age of Ultron. Wow. Okay. I you put Mad Max number two. I think that Mad Max is going to because it didn't do as well this week and people have said how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. Anybody who was desperate to see Pitch Perfect saw it opening weekend. True. That's a so very good I, point. I do think that they will they will switch, but be very close. I'm very close to you. Uh, I have number one Tomorrowland. I think George Clooney. It's how a, much do you think about bringing in? How much? Do I, th- I think it's going to be 45. close to 50. Yeah, I was going to say around 50. Okay. 45 to 50. Anywhere yeah. in that area. It might do a little better than Mad Max, but mm-hmm. not nearly as well as Pitch Perfect too. Um, and then number two, I'm going to put Pitch Perfect 2, but it's going to be very close with Mad Max. I think Mad Max is going to have a very small drop-off. Mm-hmm. But because Pitch Perfect did make $70 million, yeah. even if it had like a 40%. 50%, yeah, right. it's still higher. It's still pretty high, so I'm going to give it to number two. Number three will be Mad Max because of word of mouth. Everyone's raving about it. Then Poltergeist number four for me. I think it's going to crowd top five, but it's going to be after Mad Max and Pitch Perfect 2 because I just don't think the interest is there. And the reviews, I don't think it's, the reviews don't come out till Thursday, the day before the review, the movie comes out. That's a bad sign, people. Mm. Um, and I think maybe, it's going to make Moffat's money Friday, maybe some Saturday, then the word's going to get around. It's not that good. Uh, and then number five, Avengers. Uh, Avengers ain't leaving top five until probably the next week. All right. I think that's really strong. Uh, I'm really interested in what Tomorrowland's going to do. Do you think there's a chance it won't get number one? I do. I think wow. there is a slight chance to beating out by Mad Max or beating out by Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Holy cow! Yeah, that'd be um, crazy. I think that Pitch Perfect's still going to bring in like forty, yeah, um, maybe thirty-seven ish. Mm-hmm. And I'm not fully convinced about Tomorrowland. I don't think it's really put it's Disney, a though. yeah. It's a Disney thing, but I don't think they've marketed to like the kid-friendly nature of it. Okay. So I don't think you're getting the same audience as like, oh, now we have to take our kids to go see Home. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the parents are thinking. Like, is this a kid-friendly movie? Because off the trailers I've seen, 
it seems like it's kind of going above the smaller child like thought level okay. it's it does have the fun and the flying and yeah. this whole new world but i don't really think this movie is as much about that as they're making it about like this mystery like someone's chasing got you. her avenue um other than that my list is completely like yours jte so i don't know if i want to be different and just be like tomorrowland's not gonna take it or not um but i i feel like i just have i'm gonna go try and go with my brain on this time i'm actually going the same as jt so tomorrowland number one pitch perfect number two three mad max number four poltergeist number five avengers my biggest thing is i i think that Tomorrowland might not do as well as we All right, so think. in case there's a tie between us, let's do a okay. let's do an exact number for Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. I'm good. I'll let you go first. Ladies first. Mm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with about forty eight. Forty eight. I will go forty five. Uh, I said forty five. You said fifty. She said forty eight. You said forty five. Yeah. Okay. But we're not going to tie because you have different listeners. Right, but you, so, so you, you just stole. stole. Yeah, saying, so you're a thief. No, no, no. That's ex- I, when you said I said exactly that. I said anywhere from 45 to 50. She took 48. I'll take the under. 45. Mm. Even though I'm the one who just said that I hope it comes in second. Yeah. But <laughs> fine. Well, because I, I think, like I said, I think Pitch Perfect is going to be close to 40. I think mm. Mad Max is going to have a very small drop off and be around 35 to 38. I honestly think that Mad Max is going to beat out Pitch Perfect. I hope, listen, nothing will make me happier if you're right. I'll tell you that right now. What is the chance <laughs> so that you're humans... I am rooting for you. What is the chance that human centipede... Makes top five? No. It's not going anywhere. I mean, I think more likely than that is neither Poltergeist or Human Centipede making top five. And them both getting beat out, and Paul Blart still being in the top freaking. It's not making enough money. That yeah. those movies are only making our top, bottom of the top five right now is making what five That's million true. dollars. It's too easy to beat that out. That's true. But as you know, what Don't, I can just say, I'll be happy if I, as I was last week. I just want to be done talking about a certain <laughs> movie. Right. Yeah. The only thing I would be surprised. The only thing that might happen with my list, I feel like, is there's a possibility Avengers is number four and Poltergeist is five. Mm. I'm going to give Poltergeist a slight edge just because it is horror. But I wouldn't be surprised if Avengers was number four. So you would think that they could make? I mean, next week Avengers isn't going to make less than five million. You think Poltergeist could make less than that? Well, Avengers made. Or you think that they could make? Oh, they're making ten right now. Avengers made thirty-eight, right? Let's say it makes thir- twenty-five this week. I think Poltergeist could pull in oh, around so. twenty. Okay, I just got twenty. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it'll be close. I'm about to have a sneezing fit, so um, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you for coming into Box yeah. Office Breakdown Popcorn Talk. Please come back next Monday. Um, Roxy, thank you so much for thank joining you, us today. Thanks you are so much more wonderful than where, our Where can normal. we get you on uh, social media? You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Feel free to boot out what's his name anytime you want. Mm, I, I, he, I, did, he was a good call, though. It's nice to have him call in. Yeah. Agreed. We've got Facebook. We've got iTunes. We've got well, they've got Twitters, so please. <laughs> yeah. Ash Schmo's JTE. Also, I have a podcast called JTE Movie Thinks, and I'll have yeah. Chris Stuckman on this week, so tune in, to subscribe on iTunes. I love him. 
He's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Rox, they can find you at, at Roxy's Drive, which is also where you can find Sarah, because apparently you guys uh, tweet everything at her at me anyway, which is great. <laughs> I pass on the message. That's great. So I thank know. you all so much. Great to be talking with you. Sorry we didn't take any callers this week because we gave yeah. it. We gave our Sarah's caller sick. slot to Tom, and I'm sick. Yeah. Um, Get better, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.